black mayor. Minneapolis voters have decided against defunding the city's police department. You put someone on the ballot and you want the people to actually vote on it, first of all, they have to understand it. The proposal was crafted in the wake of George Floyd's murder last year. It would have replaced the force with the Department of Public Safety. Some kids between the ages of 5 and 11 could get child-sized COVID vaccinations today. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky approved them last night. She tells CBS Mornings. The overwhelming evidence for parents to really know and understand is that the benefit of this vaccine so much outweigh the risks of COVID itself. Shots will be available at children's hospitals, clinics, at schools, pharmacies, and pediatricians' offices. New research underlines the importance of self-breast checks for young women. CBS's Vicki Barker. A major new study concludes that women diagnosed with breast cancer before the age of 35 have a significantly higher chance of seeing their cancer spread than women diagnosed over the age of 50. How much higher depended on the type of breast cancer and when it was detected. The Braves are 2021's World Series champions. Dansby Swanson says it hasn't sunk in yet. I'm still a little numb, you know, uh, from it all. And I feel like I'll probably be like that for a few days. Atlanta beat Houston 7-zip in Game 6 at Minute Maid Park, scoring their first series win in 26 years. S&P futures down 6. This is CBS News. If you're checking for fever, the leading sign of COVID-19, beware of dangerously inaccurate non-contact thermometers. Instead, learn about Exergen at exergen.com. Whether you're vaccinated or not, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign of COVID and the flu, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them, and you cannot rely on them. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Learn more at exergen.com. Dell's Black Friday event has arrived, and it's the perfect time to step up your creativity. With early access savings up to $300 off PCs, it's Dell's biggest sale of the year. Get more into what you're into with the latest XPS and Alienware systems featuring Intel Core processors. Save on top monitors, docks, and accessories, all with free shipping plus great financing from Dell Preferred Account. Call 800 by dell for Black Friday deals. That's 800 by dell If you're in the market for a car, it's an interesting and challenging time. Vehicle inventory is low and automaker incentive spending is down, so there are fewer deals available. But one thing for sure is pickup trucks are still hot. Nissan is showing off the 2022 Frontier, and Wade Willett with Nissan tells us when it comes to supply. The challenge right now is just prioritizing within our supply chain and making sure that we're able to have an uninterrupted supply and have some choices at the dealers. But if a manufacturer is having supply chain difficulties getting your new vehicle, may take a while. It could be up to six months, depending on the vehicle. Jennifer Newman of Cars.com recommends being flexible and widening your search. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News. Jay-Z's finally gotten an Instagram account. Hip-hop stars racked up more than 1.6 million followers in less than a day. He's only following one person, his wife, but he is promoting his new black western, The Harder They Fall. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Oil drilling investments involve a high degree of risk and are only suitable for SEC-accredited investors. Attention high net worth investors! Oil and gas investments have always been an ideal tax advantage and have been a way to invest and take a 100% write-off. The new administration is threatening to take this away. Take advantage now before it's too late. Invest in domestic oil drilling for a full tax credit this year. When you invest in oil, you get a 100% tax write-off. The pent-up demand from the pandemic has created the perfect storm for oil prices to soar. Support domestic U.S. oil and natural gas drilling and make your patriotic investment to get a complete 100% tax deduction write-off. If you are liquid for a $100,000 investment, call Encore Energy at 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Here at A Work of Heart, we know winter is coming as you decorate your home for fall and Thanksgiving. We are getting ready for Christmas. We have scores of pieces of beautiful new art Many designed by our local artist, D. Jones. Pumpkins, scarecrows, snowmen, gingerbread men, winter gnomes, horses, goats, cows, sheep, pigs, roosters, and so much more. 
many with inspiring sayings. We also have hundreds of gift ideas that can be personalized on our laser engravers. They make great gifts for all occasions and any season. Usually, you can take the personalized gifts home the same day. As we head towards Christmas, we have the best selection of snowmen in the Mid-Ohio Valley. Many of our snowmen have signs that can be personalized with names to make unique gifts that will be treasured for years. That is a work of heart, Grand Central Mall. Come see us today, now open 10 to 9 in Grand Central Mall, or find us online at a workofheart.biz. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday cars, afternoons at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH cars, and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. It's when we dig deep. Moves it to Bjorkstrand, leaves it now for Texier, steps around his man, left wing circle. To do the right thing at the right moment. All the way around behind the net, wrap around and score! Shoot, text. It's our blue, and out of our blue, we rise. Choose the games you want and flexible payment options with the Blue Jackets ticket plan for the 2021-2022 season. Text TICKET to 26791 for more information. The Trimble Tomcats shut out Fisher Catholic 38 to nothing and advance to the second round of the OHSA playoffs against the East Knox Bulldogs. Athens County Playoff Football is brought to you by State Farm Insurance Agency Agent Shauna Stump. Park National Bank, Hockey College, Lake Hope, Larry's Doghouse, Steak and Shake, Snyder, Fuller, and Stroh, and Athens Dental Depot. Here are the Trimble Tomcats on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH, online at 970WATH.com. Come out and support the Trimble Tomcats at the Donnie Baker State Law Comedy Show Saturday, December 11th. Proceeds to benefit local organizations, tickets are on sale now and pre-sale only, so be sure to get your tickets before they run out. This event is sponsored by the Trimble Alumni Association and the Trimble Athletic Complex Improvement Project. It's the Donnie Baker State Law Comedy Show, December 11th at the Barn at Fouts Lake. Doors open at 515. Contact Jerry Lackey for more information. Must be 18 years or older to enter. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Bronies is your home for all football games, college, and professional. If it's on television, they've got it. Don't miss the game or daily food and drink specials like $1 tacos on Tuesday, $3 loaded nachos on Sunday, just in time for kickoff, and of course, 75 cent wing night on Wednesdays. After you cheer on the Bulldogs to another victory, come celebrate at Bronies. Bronies Alumni Bar and Grill, spirits and mouth-watering food. 7 West Carpenter Street in Athens. I-N-E-P-T Inept Tech 2468 Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters Raw, raw, raw Talking with Coach Art Turf here at Midweek. Coach, this wouldn't uh, happen to be one of your favorite uh, parts of our radio series, would it, this program? Well, that's right. You know, right here in the middle of the week, this is uh, too late to go back over the games that already been played and too early to think about what game's coming up this weekend. This is what you call your midweek program. And this is where I like to talk about all the legends and the lore that NF Tech football has given to the history of football in this great game of ours. It is amazing how many of the football terms we hear every week on radio and television actually developed right here at NF Tech. Not only that, this is where they got their start, and we are real pleased that we could get this program on there and let all the fine fans know what a fine program we got. One of the terms that we hear quite often, the Hail Mary Pass, and I didn't really realize until we were talking before the program that that uh, actually originated right here. Well, not only that, this is where it got its start, too. You know, a lot of folks is probably under the mistaken idea that uh, that feller that uh, played quarterback for uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Roger uh, Staubach. That's him. That's the feller. Or, or that boy that uh, played over to Boston College. If Doug was, uh, Flutie. Yeah, that's him. They probably think that them boys, because uh, they 
throwed so many of them Hail Mary passes, they probably thought that they got their start uh, over, over there. But no, 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 no. Got to, got to start right here at NAP Tech uh, back in 1967. We had a boy name of uh, Hale, Hambone Hale, playing quarterback that time. And, and uh, he was getting on close to homecoming. Uh, and uh, we was getting ready to play Cinema State. And, uh, and Hambone was supposed to get married right after the ball game. And the ball game was running a little bit long. And, and he decided he took upon himself right there at the last play of the ball game that it was time for him to get to the church and he better get there on time so he snapped the ball faded back to pass and let one go into the end zone and as soon as he let it go he took off the other direction into the clubhouse so as he could get to the church on time and dogged if that ball didn't get caught in the end zone for a touchdown only touchdown we scored that day so uh, from here on in anybody that fades back to pass and throws one long and deep at the end of the ball game and gets caught for a touchdown that's called a Hail Mary pass but that's only because Hambone Hale throwed it so he could go off and get married. And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And the Art Turf Show proudly sponsored by Ginseng. What is that? Ginseng is a, is a vitamin supplement that will boost energy, lower blood sugar and cholesterol levels, reduce stress, promote relaxation. And not only that, <laughs> yeah, as he would say. Yeah, Coach Turf, while we're talking about quarterbacks, <laughs> any other quarterback terminology originate here? That's right. You know, that takes me back to 1959. Uh, I remember we had a boy named of, uh, Benson, Benedict Benson, playing quarterback for us. He was the world's first scrambler. He wasn't that boy that played for the Vikings. Uh, his name was... Uh, Fran uh, Tarkenton. That's right. But he wasn't the first scrambler. It was Benedict Benson because he liked to fix breakfast for all the boys on game day, uh, uh, scramble eggs for everybody. And when he'd do, he'd have eggs left over, and he'd stick them in his football pants. And when he'd get down there on the football field, he didn't want to get tackled with eggs in his britches, so he'd run around a avoiding everybody and that's why they call him a scrambler that kind of makes you wonder because he'd like to fix poached eggs for everybody if they didn't call everybody poachers yeah. be listening again sports fans for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of inept tech the coaching legend in his own mind the one and only coach art turf in our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N. Hey, that's us. Wow, look at that sunshine out there. 29 degrees it reads here, 34 it was at home. Any way you look at it, there's frost. Well, it was going to happen sooner or later, and it uh, it's today. Our first uh, freeze, as you would might say. Hope you covered your plants out there. Those ones that are delicate to that sort of thing. Hey, it's a Wednesday. We got a free-for-all. Well, not not really, now that I think about it. We've got a lot of topics we've got to cover today because uh, it's uh, the day after the election. Uh, we had a lot of sports decisions yesterday and uh, lots yet to occur, of course, sports being an ongoing year-round sport-to-sport event. Scott, why don't you help us out a little bit? All right. How about those Ohio Bobcats last yeah. night? I went and attended uh, two-thirds of the game. And, uh, you know, when we were, let's see, was, had they scored at all before we left? I don't think so. Probably not. Uh, it was, um, oh, shucks. Help me out. They didn't score until about um, eight and a half minutes left in the third quarter, I believe, Yeah, somewhere there. So uh, Bobcats built a big lead, 28-0. to zero, Yep. And uh, they had to hang on at the end of the game to win. So uh, the, uh, I said earlier, the Bobcats looked like the first-place team in the first half last night and the third quarter. Now, the fourth quarter, uh, Miami came out with a storm of uh, great plays and managed to make the game close. 
They shanked an extra point kick. Uh, that hurt them, too. They had to go for two points, mm-hmm. and uh, that failed. So uh, Miami could have easily won if they would have executed, but they didn't. And so I attribute that to good Bobcat defense. The defense played great in the first half for the Bobcats. I mean, they stopped everything Miami threw at them, and I thought, how is Miami the first-place team here? But then again, like I said, the Bobcats looked like the first-place team in the first three quarters. Uh, so anyway, the Bobcats held on 35-33. to 33. Uh, Quarterback Curtis Rourke had a big uh, game, and also uh, running back DeMontre Tuggle. Uh, I think he had almost 120 yards rushing last night. So the Bobcats exploded for uh, total yards about uh, 569 to Miami's 413. And uh, of those 569 yards uh, for Miami, uh, 400, almost 500 of them were passing yards. Excuse me, I have the numbers reversed there. Miami had 569, and Ohio had 413 okay. total yards there. So, uh, yeah, they they came out, and I think they had a little bit of a hot seat chat at halftime. Miami, that oh, would be. No doubt. So they came out with a vengeance in the uh, third quarter, uh, put up 14 points, uh, 13 in the third quarter, and then 20 more points in the fourth quarter. But uh, nevertheless, Bobcats get win number two. And uh, good for them. And I think, hopefully, this might propel them to a, a strong finish of the season. And uh, hopefully they can finish finish out at 5-7, and seven, where they were sitting at 1-7 and seven before tomorrow. Next, uh, next game up is at uh, Eastern Michigan. This coming Tuesday night, uh, it's either at 7 or 8 p.m., depending on TV time, whether it's ESPN2, ESPNU or CBS Sports Network. So, way to go, Bobcats. Your uh, thoughts on the game? Uh, um, you know, <clears throat> my wife was not looking forward to it. Because <laughs> she was worried she was going to get cold. So, I got to, I went down in the basement, down in my shop, and found all these old-fashioned um, ham warmers that uh, use Zippo lighter fluid and stuff like that. Yeah. Got them all running. Uh, Then a neighbor girl called up and said she wanted to go to the game with us, and we said, okay. So it was just the three of us. And um, uh, everybody, uh, you know, I I had long johns on and all that sort of thing, thermal, thermal stuff. Yep. And I tell you what, it wasn't all that bad. In spite of the temperature and um, the stadium built the way it is, you don't get a whole lot of wind. Uh, and if there was a wind, it was at our back, and, well, we had the whole big stadium behind us, right? Yeah. Um, the band was great. Everything, you know, it really was kind of nice. Now, how, was there a huge crowd? No. Was there an okay crowd? Yes. Um, I'm glad we went. Good. Yeah. Yeah, you were explaining to me before we started here how those hand warmers work, and I don't think I'd ever seen those before. Maybe I have, I just don't recall them. And I <laughs> asked you if they still make those, and you're like, yeah, they still make them. So, yeah, I've seen them in several different stores uh, recently. You were explaining to me how they work, and and now I kind of got the grasp of the process. It's not a it's not an open flame thing. It's kind of like a I don't even know how it works, but (laughs) but it's um, it just does lighter fluid, (laughs) you know, like cigarette lighters have. Um, You put that in the bottom half, and then there's a filament. And then there's a cap with another filament. And um, some of them have little wicks that you light. And then after, you're supposed to let it burn maybe 45 seconds or so. Right. And then you blow it out, right? Okay. But then it in, in between those two wicks inside, 
something's happening. It's burning, obviously. And it heats up nice. And then you put it in a little cloth bag, and oh, it's nice to have in your pocket. Have your hand around it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, temperature was uh, 39, I think, at kickoff. And uh, dropped a little more, I'm presuming, throughout the game. I would think so. Yeah. But uh, I'm with you on the the crowd. Was it a good crowd? Mm. Was it an okay crowd? Yeah. Now, the attendance being reported by Ohio says 15,940. I don't think so. Not from what I saw. Hmm. Now, I know they count tickets sold. Okay, go to the game before. How many were there? Uh, 15, 850. And this one, they say what? 15, 940. Just about no. 90 people more. No. No? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. That's why I think those numbers are misleading. But Go to homecoming. Homecoming, who was that? It was... Uh, October 9th, I believe. It was 20,930. Well, I'll tell you, the first few games that we attended, the stadium was full. Syracuse was nearly 24. That was the first game. Second game against Duquesne was 19-4. And then... I wonder... uh, I don't know. You know, when you go, first of all, the tickets are all different this year. Uh, To my knowledge, this is the uh, first year. I've had season tickets in the same seats for years. What they call the Tower Club. Okay. Um, This year, they emailed them all to us. And it had a a, a bars a barcode on it. Yeah, or QR code. No, this was a barcode. It was a barcode. Okay. And um, <clears throat> and so they just use a telephone or no, some sort of scanner, a little just handheld device. Yeah. And as you enter, they scan, and then they know you're there. Now there have been years when I've wondered. If they didn't just count all the tickets that had been sold. Oh, yeah, they do. Even if but you like do I not have season go to the game. Yeah, see, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. But with the, with the scanners, you'd know how many are there. Exactly. So, I don't know how it works. Well, I, I think it's a combination of that. Uh, they have a program in there and... I presume in Pacquiolan in the ticketing system that they can see how many people were there. Uh, they saw how many tickets were purchased and they take the difference of that and then add it on to the actual attendance. And I think that's how they arrive at the, that number. So uh-huh. it's, it's a little misleading, but you know, schools now have to average a certain amount of attendance per home game in order to remain a Division I school. Okay. That's one of the requirements of being a Division I program, as the Ohio Bobcats are. Well, let me, let me back up a notch. Okay. Whatever we're doing, we're not the only one. Oh, of course. Of course not. And um, there may be, frankly, a number of schools who do what you're describing yeah they they need the numbers because well okay yeah they, so we'll, we'll we'll leave it at that anyway it was yeah. a, a good game and yeah, right. um particularly enjoyed the first half um for obvious reasons ohio was just playing really well yeah defense was playing exceptional in the first half last night three hours and 46 minutes it was long was the duration of the game and, of course, it was on TV, and, of course, it was on our stations. We're the flagship. Yes. And um, so. Yeah, when you have t- All right, now. TV games like that, they're going to be a little bit longer, obviously, for 
uh, commercial timeouts. Yeah, well, they take three-minute commercial breaks. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I don't remember seeing this before, but this year they actually have a a guy with a handheld uh, big three-minute sign, and you see it count down to zero. And then that's when they resume play. That's when those commercials are being played on TV and, for that matter, here on the radio, too. Yeah, and they, they use that counter, as you just described, to show to the uh, referee, yep. who is, who's the head official, yep. to let them know that play can get started again. Okay, that's, so way to go, Bobcats. <clears throat> yes. uh, now, <clears throat> World Series. World Series has been completed for this season. And the Atlanta Braves are the World Series champions. They win the series best of seven games. They win four games to two over the Houston Astros. First World Series title for the Braves since 1995. Mm. And uh, a lot of the Braves players were saying they were so happy for the manager who has been in the Braves organization for 46 years. Wow. And you rarely see that anymore in professional baseball. Right. <clears throat> so the Braves are world champions, and uh, they carry that into season uh, next year, 2022. Um, the game was played in Houston last night. They had a chance to win it in Atlanta, did not do so. Uh, so they won last evening 7 to nothing. And a lot of this World Series was, uh, I think, shadowed by uh, a longtime great legend player of the not only the Milwaukee Braves and then moved to Atlanta to be the Braves, at, but uh, Hank Aaron as number 44, which was his number, was uh, displayed largely in center field at Atlanta's home stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron passed in January of this year at age 86, I believe. So anyway, they felt the presence of that too. And uh, I, knew a few, I know a few Braves fans in this area, and I'm sure they are ecstatic. Cool. Yeah. All right. So that's it for baseball. High school football coming up this Saturday. Uh, both of our Athens County teams left in the state football playoffs will be on the road this Saturday night. Trimble will travel to East Knox High School, which is in a, little, a city called Howard. It's a little bit east of Mount Vernon, about a two-hour drive from here. Uh, Trimble will travel this year to take on them. Uh, East Knox defeated Reedsville Eastern last week. Uh, they're going to have a tougher game this week in Trimble. Also, the Nelsonville York Buckeyes will travel down to uh, Beverly, Ohio, just down the road a piece from here, to take on the number one seed, Fort Fry Cadets. And you can catch uh, both of those games either on 970 or Power 105 this Saturday night. Kickoff is at uh, 7 p.m. for both games. So go Tomcats and go Buckeyes. So those are the only two programs in our area still yes. in action. Yeah, okay. in our immediate area, right. right. Well, cool. Yeah, OU basketball starts Saturday. That's right. Exhibition game, 2 o'clock. Once again, I've got these paper tickets, and you, they're going to scan them. Yep parking pass and all that stuff yeah okay today is uh sir gonna be another good year for the basketball bobcats i have a feeling uh i tell you in the middle of winter there's nothing more fun than going to the combo and um, i've had the same seats for years probably 40 years in fact, when when I got those tickets, they had just organized a thing called the Trustees Academy, and uh, it was called the President's Box, right? But but it wasn't. It's no box. It's just a, a group of seats. Anyway, I've had those same seats all these years. But then, oh well, never mind. Yeah, basketball's coming up. Yes, it is. Okay, today is November 3rd. I'm not sure we've mentioned that yet. Not yet. Of course, yesterday was Election Day, and we're going to cover that in some detail here in a few minutes. Um, 
But today is November 3rd. There are three things to mention, or maybe four. No, three. National Stress Awareness Day. Okay. Uh, this is a stressful time. It's been stressful now for about two years. We're talking about the COVID thing. Anybody who's in business out there, anyone that um, has a job out there, which is most people, um, there is a whole level of additional stress as the result of COVID. Businesses aren't seeing the kind of revenues they're accustomed to. Employees, you have to take care of one another. There's stress factors about, I don't understand this, but some people don't want the vaccine, and yet many organizations are insisting they do it or part ways. Um, anyway, there's just all sorts of additional stress. Today is National Stress Awareness Day. Yeah, and you can uh, help cope with that with, uh, you know, change some of the things that uh, maybe you need to, exercise, eat a balanced diet, things of that nature. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's worth a shot, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, a shot will help it. A shot of what? Oh, well, I was thinking whiskey, but... <laughs> Um, you a shot. I see what you mean. You, Never yeah. mind. Let's move Speaking on. of you, no, got... no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> National Stress Awareness Day. Today is National Sandwich Day. The little laughter helps that stress too, doesn't it? Of course. <laughs> and finally, National Housewives Day. So there. Um. I guess we should do this next. On this day in history. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me have a sip of coffee here. Ah, that's better. Okay, in the year... Uh, boy, this one's tough to pronounce. I should stop doing this on this day in history. So many <laughs> difficult... <What>? Skip it. <laughs> Umar Ibn al-Khattab. Very nice. The second Muslim caliph is killed in Medina by Lulu, an enslaved Persian captive. What year are we talking about? 644. Probably a lot of people in our audience don't remember that, including yours truly. In 1534, the English Parliament passes the Act of Supremacy making Henry VIII and all, and all subsequent monarchs the head of the Church of England. 1620, the Great Patent granted to Plymouth Colony. 1640, English Long Parliament forms. 1906, the International Radio Telegraph Conference in Berlin selects SOS as a distress signal as the worldwide standard for help. SOS meaning uh, three dots, three dashes, three dots in Morse code. 1957, the Soviet Union launches Sputnik 2 with Spaceball Space Dog. Laika, I think, is, uh, as I recall, L-A-I-K-A was the name of the dog. And the dog was aboard that flight, a mostly Siberian husky. And that was the first animal launched into space. Animal, human, whatever, living person, living thing. There we go. 1970, President Richard Nixon promises a gradual troop re removal of Vietnam. Okay, famous birthdays. Let's see here. 
Okay, Larry Holmes, right? Boxer. Yes. 72nd birthday today. Former heavyweight champion. Charles Bronson, the actor. Today would have been his birthday, but he died in 2003. Incidentally, he was born in 1921. Bronco Nagurski. Um, Football player. Right. Um, born in 1908, died in 1990. But he was born on this date in 1908. He was renowned for his strength and size. He was also a successful professional wrestler recognized as a multiple-time world heavyweight champion. He looks... Um, he looks plenty strong. Pretty stout. Now, here's a name I'm going to embarrass myself and admit that I don't know. This is someone some years back. He was born on this date in 1793. He died in 1836. Stephen F. Austin. A-U-S-T-I-N. Stephen F. Austin. Born in 1793 on this date. Stephen F. Austin. Hmm. Well, it gives me the university, um, but isn't it interesting? There's nothing there about him. <laughs> really? I don't know if we've ever had that. Is it S-T-E-P-H-E-N? P-H-E-N, yes. Okay. Well, there's got to be something. You would think, yeah. But... Uh, what did Stephen F. Austin do for Texas? Known as the father of Texas. Oh, you found it. Yeah, and founder of Anglo-Texas. He led the second and ultimately the successful colonization of, of the region. Austin, Texas. Yep, by bringing 300 families and their slaves from the United States to the region in 1825. Okay, two deaths to mention. That occurred on this date of November 3rd. First was uh, in 1930. He was born in 1880, died in 1930 on this date. Alfred Wegener, Wegener, W-E-G-E-N-E-R. Alfred Lothar Wegener was a German polar researcher, geophysicist, and meteorologist. During his lifetime, he was primarily known for his achievements in meteorology and as a pioneer of polar research. Hmm. He liked to research the poles. Uh, what you know did how he discover? We, on the sheet I get each day that when we do this, there are pictures. And sometimes I'll look at the picture and I'll say, I'll bet this guy was this or was that, right? Yeah. This guy looks like he was a bag. Okay. Like like a mobster in his photo. But really, he wasn't at all. He was a scientist. Yeah, he proposed the theory of continental drift, the idea that the Earth's continents move. Okay, I'm going to give you the spelling of this last name, and okay. then, then I'll do a little bit, and then you can help out. Bokassa, B-O-K-A-S-S-L. Okay, Jean Bedell or Bedell Bocasa. Now, he was uh, born in 1921, but died on this date in 1996. He was also known as Bocasa I, was a Central African political and military leader who served as the second president of the Central African Republic and as the emperor of its successor. Fair enough. Good morning, folks. It's uh, 9.41. I have the election stuff, uh, local and statewide. But first, let me uh, just uh, jump into the national scene for a minute. Basically, uh, if you read most of the newspapers this morning or watch the news, uh, whatever... Um, it might be said that Republicans had a very good election night nationwide. For example, Virginia goes red. Red meaning Republican. 
Democrats had a rough election night there. They lost the governor's race in Virginia, the state that Joe Biden won by 10 percentage points only a year ago. In New Jersey, which Biden won by 16 points, the governor election is at this moment too close to call. So, what do the Democrats do now? Um, they have two basic options. The, the first is for congressional Democrats to try to distance themselves from Biden and drop his legislative agenda. The second is for the party to decide that its best chance at political recovery involves passing that agenda, which is still broadly popular according to polls. Well, if you compare the two, it's hard to see how Democrats would benefit from the first, but it's not clear whether they remain unified enough to pull off the second. It's going to be a complicated thing. So... That's the general statement. Um, time is short. Let's, let's do the local scene. Statewide, we really only had two, um, two, two congressional districts to figure out. One is... Um, our district, which is District 15, and the other is District 11. Um, in District 11, uh, it was uh, Chantel Brown against Laverne Gore, Brown being a Democrat, Gore a Republican. Chantel Brown, the Democrat, won with 78.8% of the vote. 81,636 voters in District 11 supported the Democratic candidate. Now, by the way, this is uh, both District uh, 11 and 15. The reason they're having elections is because the person that had been serving in that um, left for other gigs, right? Yeah. So, okay, here in our district, District 15. We had uh, Mike Carey, a Republican, running again, uh, running against Allison Russo. Mike Carey was successful. He got 58 and a quarter, well, a little bit, 58.28 percent. Allison Russo got the balance, 41.7 percent. So Mike Carey is now our representative in Congress. I think it's interesting, if you look at District 11, the number of votes cast for con the congressional seat were 103,500. In our district, 160,000 votes were cast. Uh, there is some talk about the, the voter turnout was low. In fact, now let's go to our county alone. 20, I'm going to round this off, 27% of the voters voted. That's not good. I'm not saying it's good or bad for any party, I'm saying that's just not good in general. Folks, 10,466 people voted yesterday. And, and this includes, um, what, they had a, a couple weeks of being able to vote absentee, right? Mm-hmm, yep. So this, <clears throat> this includes all of it. We have, in our county, 
38,961 registered voters, but only 10,000, so that 26.86% voted. Okay, so who'd they vote for? Now, I said Mike Carey won in the 15th district, right? Yes. In our county? Uh Uh-uh. Allison Russo got 62.8% of the vote to Mike Carey's 37.2%. Uh, Chris Nicely, unopposed for Congress, uh, Congress, uh, City Council President, something I once was. And uh, so, of course, she got 100% of the vote. Uh, Treasurer's City of Athens. There was no valid petition filed, so that we don't need to report that. Now, at large... You got three at-large seats on Athens City Council. That's where I started years ago. Um, We had five candidates. Sarah Grace, Damon Crane, Micah Carey, Carey, uh, Iris Virgie, and Ben Ziff. The three winners were Sarah Grace... Um, Micah McCary and Ben Ziff. Not that it matters, but all three of those are Democrats. Okay? So those are our at-large members starting... um, First of the year. First ward. Solveig Spegnes. I don't know how to pronounce this. S-P-J-E-L-D-N-E-S. Spegnes. I'm going to go with that. No opponent. Elect. By the way, she, um, Solveig, I'm, I'm assuming that's a female name. Um, she's a Democrat. No opposition. Second council, second ward, <laughs> second council, second ward, Jeffrey Risner, unopposed, Democrat, 451 votes. Third ward, one candidate, Sam Crowell. And this would be the younger Sam Crowell. Yes. And we both know, we all know his father as well, I think. Um, again, a Democrat. 100% of the vote, 568 voters cast a vote for him. F- fourth Ward, where I live. Alan Swank. Again, a Democrat. 500 votes even. unopposed, all that stuff. Okay. Municipal court judge. Todd Grace was the only person running for it. Uh, In judgeships, they rarely mention what party or anything like that. Uh, But he received 7,215 votes. This is for municipal court judge. So he's it. Now, Nelsonville. The treasurer, Michael Mullane. No opposition. Council at large up in Nelsonville. There's um, four at-large positions. And there were five candidates. Okay. Um, 
Corey Taylor got the most votes. Justin Booth and Elizabeth Tidcock Jones got the second highest number. They both got 299. And coming in in fourth place was Gregory Clement. So obviously I need to mention the fifth person, Ulfa Lawson. Um, Four to be elected, she came in fifth. Uh, Let's see here. Member of Council at Large, uh, City of Nelsonville. Two to be elected, two ran. Daniel Sherman and Gregory Smith, both will take office. Albany. You know, I'm, I'm not sure we can do all of these. I have, uh, I'm on page four, and I have 16 pages. Let's see here. That's, okay. Folks, all of this is available if you go to Athens County Board of Education. Education. Board of Elections. And then... Uh, scroll down a little bit, and then it says November 2nd results. So all of these villages show up there. And let me get back to these couple of countywide things, which were tax levies and stuff like that. If I can find them real quick. School district. Three to be elected. They all got elected. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. Athens County tax levy for the EMS. This was our first tax levy on yesterday's ballot. Or the well, Okay. It was approved. 75.56 of the voters. So 70, 76% approved it. The second levy was for um, senior citizens, right? 77% approved it. Now the next thing on the, like that, was the um, 317 board tax levy. And 70% approved it. Albany had a tax levy for streets. 68% approved that. Amesville had a tax levy for current expenses. 85% approved that. Amesville Village tax levy for fire. 87% approved that. Chansey Village tax levy. 67% approved it. I tell you what, let me see if any of them failed. No. All the tax levies that were presented in all the villages, I'm making sure one more time. Yes, that's absolutely true. All of those things um, passed. Okay. Well, once again, um, if you'd like to go to the Athens County Board of Elections website, uh, there's a tab down there saying um, November 2nd election results. All right. We have about four minutes remaining. COVID. In Athens, as of yesterday, we've had 7,904 cases. So there were 13 new cases yesterday. Now, again, I like to mention, just because I think it's a positive statement, If our statistics were the same as the state of Ohio, we should have had um, 
8,673 cases, but we have had 7,904. What's the difference? That we should have had 769 more cases. But so, so we're doing something just a little better than the state as a whole. So as I said, 13 new cases yesterday. We've got 281 people hospitalized in our county. We've had 7,551 people recovered now. That's 95.5% of those that have caught it have now recovered. We've had 89 deaths. There was one additional yesterday, which took it from 88 to 89. Um, vaccinations. This is, of course, a, a touchy topic. The state has had 55.5% of the population vaccinated, the state of Ohio. 55.5% have been vaccinated. Now, those numbers are going to jump now because, as of today, the youngsters are involved, right? 5 to 13 or something like that, years of age. So that'll start to climb. But in Athens County, it's 48.6. The state of Ohio, 55.5. But Athens County, 48.6 have been vaccinated. Percentage, percentage. What about the United States? What's the vaccination rate there? 66%. Two-thirds of our nation have had the vaccine. You know, when you look at the worldwide population, 49.6% have had it. Worldwide. Here, 48.6 in Athens County. <coughs> really something. What do you want to talk about tomorrow? we got one minute left. Uh, what is tomorrow? We can talk Tomorrow's about Thursday. Yeah, t- we can talk about Thursday stuff. How about that? That kind of leaves it wide open, doesn't it? Certainly. We can talk about uh, certainly does. Yeah, Ohio State football coming up this weekend. High school football coming up this weekend. Bobcat basketball. We could talk about some best winter holiday destinations. We could do that. Like whether you like it in cold weather during the winter. Or if you like it, uh, you know, like skiing and stuff like that. Yeah, we could talk about Or the beaches, right? Yeah, Veterans Day coming up on November 11th. That's right. By the way, last night I wore uh, my old military jacket, my coat, winter coat, flight flight jacket. And I wore uh, my J2 hat from SyncPay. Not one person mentioned it. Except you. No. (laughs) In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WPTH FNs. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. It was a long night for New Jersey elections officials still counting the votes in the race for governor. Democrat Phil Murphy and his Republican challenger Jack Chatterelli are still in a dead heat. We've been up and down this state talking about the issues that matter. Murphy is staying positive. When every vote is counted and every vote will be counted, we hope to have a celebration. Some early polls had Murphy ahead by up to double digits. A Republican has won the race for governor in Virginia. Correspondent Jim Crisula is in Chantilly. Democrat Terry McAuliffe spent much of his gubernatorial campaign trying to link Republican Glenn Youngkin to former President Donald Trump. Was that a mistake? Democratic voter Karen Lynn Tadlock. That still flames the hate speech a little. Is that a good campaign structure or strategy? I'll leave that to the 
the experts. Califf has just conceded. Correspondent Steve Kathan takes a look at some mayoral contests. In New York City, Democrat Eric Adams has been elected mayor. Today, we take off the intramural jersey and we put on one jersey, Team New York. He is the city's second black mayor. And for the first time, Boston has elected a woman and person of color as mayor, Michelle Wu. From every corner of our city, Boston has spoken. Ed Ganey has become the first African-American mayor in Pittsburgh. Cincinnati elected Asian-American Aftab Purival. Steve Kathan, CBS News. Schools, pharmacies, and pediatricians' offices are getting ready to vaccinate young children against COVID. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky has given the green light. She tells CBS Mornings. This is just really exciting news that we now have vaccine recommendations for 28 million children between the ages of 5 to 11. It's been a long time coming for Atlanta. CBS's Steve Futterman from the World Series at Minute Maid Park. A 26-year drought ended for the Atlanta Braves. Braves country, we appreciate you and love you. Atlanta manager Brian Snitker was part of the celebration last night after his team beat the Houston Astros 7 to nothing to win the series four games to two. The Braves hit three home runs, one of those off the bat of Dansby Swanson. I played this game in the backyard. Everything that you do is for moments like these. A delivery company wants to put its drivers at ease. Get more to your door with DoorDash. DoorDash is installing a new feature on its app, allowing deliverers to use a button to connect to ADP. An agent stays on the phone until the driver feels comfortable or calls 911 if they stop talking. An emergency assist button on the app will let users swipe to let ADT know they need help immediately. Dow down 111. This is CBS News. Need to hire great candidates? You need Indeed, the all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com credit. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence.